you're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, dark territory. I know she's not deaf or dumb or retarded or anything. Ordering in Wonderland, the Twilight Zone review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LA Day Twilight Zone Review. Apparently, Frank's not going to play the. Oh, now he is. Great. Thanks. I can't hear your. I don't know why. You're not looking at me, though? I was, but I wasn't. <laughs> Come on. Man, this is a fucking mess. It's episode 149 for the new exhibit, episode 413. I'm Phoenix West. I am Frank Clementine Links. Squeeze, squeeze. Someday we'll figure this out with this new recording style. Someday. Maybe. Someday. Maybe. Not today, though. No, it's not going to be today. Sure, shit, not today. Fuck Um, no. Do you want to play the intro there? That rudely cut me off? Like a real dick? Martin Lombard Sinescu, a gentleman, the dedicated curator of Murder's Row in Ferguson's Wax Museum. He ponders the reasons why ordinary men are driven to commit mass murder. What Mr. Sinescu does not know is that the groundwork has already been laid for his own special kind of madness and torment found only in the Twilight Zone. Spooky, spooky. The new yeah. exhibit. Uh, do you want to just do first impressions? Or last impressions, whatever you want to call it? My biggest impression was, Charles Beaumont wrote this? Really? Like, was this near the end? <laughs> Why? It, because it was. He was about to pass on after this. What was that your thought, though? Because it was terrible. You hate this episode? <laughs> I I can't I can't begin to tell you how much I can't stand this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we are on totally different sides of this here. I love this episode. You like this episode? Oh, I love this episode. You know... Okay, look. Alfred Hitchcock got away with the, you know, with killing people without showing it thing. Yeah. Rod failed at that. I'm not going to say there's not flaws. I just, it's uh, it's an enjoyable episode for me. I like this kind of episode. I would have liked it more if the wax figures didn't come after him at the end and walked. You're, you're like... mad the wax figures get away with murder? No, I'm, I'm mad that the wax figures walked. Oh, literally walked. Okay. Yeah. And uh, look, I did enjoy the different facial expressions from Jack the Ripper. I like that. Every <laughs> every scene was different. I'm like, because it did make me think, like, wasn't he, didn't he, wasn't he looking, didn't, you know? Yeah. But, you know, then he stabs the bitch in the, in the, le- in the, in the neck. <laughs> I think the, I agree with you as far as not showing the murders. I think the first re, when they didn't when they showed Emma die, but she didn't they didn't show really what happened. You kind of just see like Jack the Ripper move the knife. Could have been, you know, she was seeing what she wanted to see at that point. But and maybe it was really Martin killing her. But when they kill later on, it should have just been a little more overt with it. 
Yeah, I mean, you already went full in with with making the wax figure move. Yeah. Why? Why the rest of the deaths? You just go. Ah. <laughs> yeah, there's some, there's some cheesiness to it, or the ah, the brother. <laughs> Light light hits his face like the fucking wax figure has a, a lamp. <laughs> yeah, beats it yeah, with because, a lamp. You know, yeah, because when axes come down, they they're very shiny. <laughs> a lot of glimmer off that lamp, off that blade. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, ah, oh my eyes! Ah, oh, there we go, blade. Oh. <laughs> it's like Soul Calibur. <laughs> I I love this episode. I really do. It's a as far as the hour longs go, it's probably my second favorite one that we've watched after uh, a Devil's Printer. Printer's Devil, yeah. Printer's uh, Devil. This Sorry. one, this is another one that I would have enjoyed more if it was a half hour. Definitely. I think this one flew by, though. I don't know. It did. It did. It did. I'll, yeah, I'll give it that. It did kind of fly by. And, I mean... It, it it was kind of obvious what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of them are not as obvious as that fucking miniature episode, or he's. You might as well say, "I'm going to end up in this dollhouse." Yeah, yeah. That was. I mean, <laughs> that was bad. But uh, but but yeah. I mean. Uh, Comparatively to the rest of the season four episodes, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, I, I mean, I did enjoy it. I thought, I, I thought the wax. Okay, I did enjoy that they didn't make uh, all the characters, the actors, like pose there still for a bunch of t- for a long period of time. Like you could tell they just took a still shot of them and kept it there. At least they did that. There's a long history in the Twilight Zone of actors pretending to be statues or figures or mannequins or something. There's a oh, lot of episodes. Dude, the the Civil War one, remember? The Civil yeah. War one with the whole army trying to sit still? I mean, yeah. come on. Their, their, their muskets are going like this. <laughs> There's or like the, a hundred muskets moving. The one in, early in season one, I think it is, where they're, uh, they go to the asteroid and ends up being like a funeral home. And they're all like, he's like, just one as a senator. And you're like, you kind of live like your afterlife. And I'm like, that means someone else's afterlife is sitting there going, yay, that guy won senator. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like I, you know, I, I, I always wanted to cheer for the guy that I voted for. Yeah. Uh, unless those are the people that they just don't care about. They didn't pay enough, so you get to be a, a bystander to this guy's senatorial campaign. <laughs> I don't get it. It's And they're like holding flags, and they're clearly like slowly waving. Yeah. Because even if you can hold really still, if you just fo- like if a camera just records you, it's going you're gonna see some slight movements. Nobody's that still. Yeah, exactly. So like I I did appreciate that they just took a uh, like 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 they took a still shot like you know like like they took a shot of the the wax guy and then they just froze it. You could and tell he was frozen. Yeah, you know it works out better that way. A lot yeah. better. Because he's wax, he shouldn't be moving. So yeah. I, yeah, and and when the actor was moving around and, and and everything, they did a really good job by you know holding the position. Yeah. I'll give them that. Yeah, it was a. Uh, oh, the other episode they did that was uh, I seen the body electric. I seen the body electric. Yeah, I seen the body electric. I seen the body electric. Yeah, yeah. 
a thing. That episode, they they have it. You on can there. call or, me anything: Lavidia, Fabidia, no, no. Cecilia, Julia. <laughs> it's not that one. No, no, it's uh the trade-ins. That's what it was. That's what I'm thinking of. Where they're going through like the the museum of people like these. This couple, you could be this couple, and they're like frozen. <laughs> Straight up fucking about the fuck. <laughs> yeah. oh. We're about to fuck on the beach. We're about to fuck on the jet ski. No. <laughs> <laughs> That She's one's about giving... to swallow a hog. <laughs> that one's taking full load, honey. I want to be that couple. <laughs> that one swallows. Up next is our Hampton Inn exhibit. Oh, shit. What are they this doing? One's, this one's about to get pegged. <laughs> He's got a smile. Let's do that. Yeah. A long history of frozen actors in Twilight Zone. And it's probably not going to be our last. Can't imagine what it would be. No. Nope, the, nope, nope. But I, I do like this episode. You know I like the simple ones. I like the ones that don't go full. I don't like the alien ones. I don't like the quaintsy ones. I don't I like the this is right up my alley. So it's not I, mean, I don't something. think it's that surprising that I like these one this one. Can I ask you something? I mean, I know it's a little bit in the in the future of our show, but you you did like, you know, Nightmare Twenty Thousand Feet, right? Yeah. Would the Gremlin be considered an alien? Or or, no. or is he con- or, or is he considered a cryptid? He's a creature. He's a creature. A cryptid. I guess. They, well, they call those cryptids. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, like like uh, the Jersey Devil or Bigfoot or whatever. They're called cryptids. Yeah, something like that. More than an alien, they don't really say he's alien. Sure. Oh, okay. Well, uh, alien. Um. Uh. 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 uh it's a cookbook. It's a cookbook. You yeah. Like that one. Are there aliens? But it's not focused. I don't know. It's not. Uh, I do like sure. that episode. It's not amazing, but it's it's good. You know, after rewatching with a critical eye, it, it's so short and quick, and he does absolutely nothing. Yep, he does nothing. She does all the work, and then he gets abducted. Thank goodness. Like she, it's a good thing she was so busy. <laughs> yeah, she did all the goddamn work. He made phone calls for the full episode. That's all he did. And then says some crazy, well, that that puts another seed in the mustard. What? <laughs> what do he say? <laughs> Something like that. Uh, well, let's talk about the new exhibit. Uh, do you remember uh, that yeah. scene at Casino? Where, oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I was listening to that the other day. It was so crazy. <laughs> Oh, good. I, I have some clips. Let's play some clips. Like, uh, yeah. Do you want to set it up first? Okay. Sure. Oh, um, well, that was right after the intro, actually. I was just going to say, that's my first note. But he's there, there's an exhibit. Mr. Ferguson has his museum, Wax Museum. One of the halls is like, I forget what it's called. Uh, the Murderers. Yeah, Murderers Row. Hall, uh, hall of Murder. Yeah, mur- yeah, yeah, Murderers Row. You're right. Yep, and then yep. they go in there. There's a bunch of sailors in the beginning. Uh, and for, for some reason, sailors are like, hey, instead of getting our dicks wet and shore leave, let's go ahead and go to a museum. Yeah. They're doing the tour. Uh, our main it's, character, Martin, who's also his real name is Martin, so it was very convenient for the actor. He goes, yes. I think it's a community museum. <laughs> community. <laughs> or, uh, no, uh, a, a county. It's one of the county museums. <laughs> what does that mean? Remember, the, what was the last museum where it was a county museum? It's like, county? For miniature? 
That's it. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, like who has a county museum? Like, I can't think. I can't name anything my county has other than a sheriff's department. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or a, a park. Jail. Yeah, a jail, a park, some municipal things, not county. Yeah. It's like a county fair, maybe. I've never went to Gloucester County Museum. <laughs> yeah. well, what's there going to be? I mean, it's South Jersey. I mean, not a lot of fun there. Ca- well, the, ca- the county is like the least interesting, least sexy uh, division of land, like jurisdiction. It really is. <laughs> Even your Nobody, city is better than the county. Nobody's proud of the county they're from. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, they, they, they're at the museum. He's going through and he's like showing them all these murderers. There's like a bunch of killers. One guy with a pillow, one guy with a big wax rope, one guy, uh, Jack the Ripper. There's five of them total. I forget who the fuck they are. I didn't write it down. Not sure how they were able to get a wax figure of Jack the Ripper when they never caught him. Yeah, they have no idea what he looks like. No idea. But they got him. And he's evil for some reason. He's evil. This is why I thought it was just all in his head because it didn't make any sense. He he was in love with these things. Um, there is something I want to go into a little later. We'll get there. Okay. Uh, hopefully, okay. I don't forget because it's not my notes. But bring that up again. Well, so, I have the uh, I, I have the beginning here. Uh, no, you don't. Right, right after the intro. Would you yeah. like to hear it? Uh, almost. Uh, okay. He does the tour. It's successful. He's done a thousand of these things. He's never missed a day. And that's, that's kind of where we're starting here. Mister Ferguson brings him into the office. That's that's where we're going. Go ahead and play it. Okay. Um. Oh, he scares the sailors away with these wax figures. <laughs> They're like, no, that's too spooky. Martin. Martin. I'm abandoning the museum. Hmm? <laughs> I love that phrasing. I'm afraid so. Is this a joke, sir? Nope. Oh, Mr. Ferguson. You can't do that. You mustn't. Uh, I know how you feel, Martin. Believe me, I do, but... I'm afraid there isn't any choice. I don't understand. I've been offered a large sum for this property. Some people want to build a... a supermarket here. A supermarket? Here, let me get you a drink. It'll help settle you. No, no, no. I never dreamed I'd see this day. But the day is here, Martin. And we will just have to face it. I think he's breaking up with him. Why do they always have to, like, hand the employee the drink when they're (laughs) getting fired? (laughs) Well, at least he can speak, unlike that guy in Printer's Devil. Uh, He's like... (laughs) You, is there something you want to say? Oh, here's a drink. Oh, cool. oh okay. Thank glug, you. Glug, glug, glug. Uh, Your I, wife's a whore. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's... He, I love what he said. I'm abandoning the museum. He doesn't say I'm selling the business. He doesn't say I'm closing up shop. He says I'm abandoning the museum. That's such a weird way to say it. Yeah, I would never say that. Like, I'm getting paid off to leave this bitch. <laughs> You're fired. Get the fuck out. You know, I'm 86. I'm going to go retire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is alarmingly old in 1963, Martin. You got to understand that, bro. Got to. I know. Like it's such a weird phrasing. 
like any like for the last year now i've been i've been waiting for the phone call of you know your boss is dead <laughs> just saying the man's 87 ish i don't know sort the phone of. calls coming every day's the the odds go up i know so martin begs and pleads for mr ferguson to not to to not to not sell because he gets that part, but he's like, we're gonna take these dummies and we're gonna or he calls them figures I think, and we're gonna go here right like we're gonna go get a new place together. We'll, we'll, we'll move. It's like he's breaking up with them. Mister Ferguson is, and he's like, let me hold on to these things. This is all I have, and it feels like these are his children in a weird way, and that's a bizarre thing to have for some wax murderers. Yeah, this man has mental issues. Severe. He is on the spectrum like I've never seen. And that's the episode I love where it's a really fucked up person. You're like, (laughs) why is he doing, why is he like this? For some some reason, he's got a really good woman at home. I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah. His wife is a fucking saint. Isn't she? He does not deserve her. No. In so many ways. They remind me of the couple from uh, the original uh, Night of the Living Dead. There's a couple with a daughter in that movie. He's okay. an old asshole, and she's like a younger, pretty lady, and she's really calm and cool, and there's her daughter. And he's just like, we're going to the fucking basement. Get in the fucking basement. And he just like makes them go down there, and of course, shit doesn't go right down there. But it's, it's essentially the same couple. He's old, bald, and ugly. She's young, pretty, and like the sweetest person ever. Yeah, and I don't know why she's with him. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean... Really, Jack the Ripper put her out of her, her misery. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Jack should have handed her like a a, a ticket out of that town. Yeah, here you go. Like, listen, instead of her. like instead of stabbing her, he should have went leave and never come back, or I stab you. Or or Good no British uh, accent. No, yeah, I was gonna say British. He's <laughs> like, oh, oh, chip, 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 leave and uh, and uh, and I won't stab you. Leave, chip, chip, chip. fucking stab you i will so yeah he decides he's gonna bring the bring the wax figures home well that's his goal cricket (laughs) and he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna do this i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna take him home and we'll be fine i'll get an air conditioner i'll get a heater for the cold months and we'll be fine and she's like do you want to run that by emma she she's like he's like who oh yeah my your wife wife. oh yeah 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 no, no, I'm not going to run it by her. It's, I just literally remembered I had a wife. Sorry. Why would I run that by her? It's just a life decision that is severely going to impact every single day of her life. Why would I bring that up to her? She's she's a woman, not a person, Ferguson. Come on. <laughs> oh, Ferguson. Oh, anyway. Like, like I, this, there, there was this one part where, here, I just want to play this, because this was, this is when I went, this guy has... Serious fucking problems. <laughs> said you were down here. Where do you want the air conditioner? Uh, yeah. Put it in that window over there. See it? Oh, okay. Martin, you bought an air conditioner? Yes, the figures can't stand heat. We had to have it. Well, how much did it cost? Well, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, I'm worried about it. But I'm also worried about how I'm going to do the laundry with all this oh, going Oh, Emma, you can't, you can't do the laundry either. The, the humidity. 
I mean, you don't have a decent shirt to wear, and it's been a week since Look, I... go to the laundromat. Just take it anyway, but leave me to my friends, please. Leave Back quote right friends. there. Leave, leave me, me to, to my, my friends. friends, please. Like, yeah. they're... It's like if I had a bunch of stuffed animals that were life size, and Missy, <laughs> Missy comes in, she's like, "But you know, you bought an air conditioner while, while the rest of the house is just ninety degrees, and we've been sweating our dicks <laughs> off sleeping. But these fuckers, these stuffed animals, get to have air conditioning. Like, leave me to leave me alone, my friends. Like, I really hope she calls." you know, somebody to cut and, and can commits me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that line. Cause it is throw it in there. You don't really think about it, but really, if you do think about it, it says a lot, like a lot, yeah. lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on in this episode. He makes her do laundry at the laundromat. And they said he, they've had the figures for years at some point. He's like, it's been years. Yeah, and and they and if he needs an air conditioner, that means it was hot moving him from the museum to his house in crates. How did they not melt in the back of the box truck? That's why like he's that, all freaking out because he. I think it was a short drive, but he's like, "Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on." That's why he's like, "We need to get him in, get him in." That's true. Yeah, they did a good job with that because he's trying to rush him. I like that he's like he's twitching like a fucking crackhead when he's waiting for him. He reminds me of like a kid waiting for the ice cream man. Just sitting in the window, like, where are they? Something must have happened. Oh God! Wait, wait, wait. I, I need my wax figures. <laughs> I need them. And she's like, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" I, I want to know how. How I want to see a day in their life, their marriage beforehand, because there's no way this just was sprung upon her. He must have been like having conversations about the murderers that he works with previously, <laughs> bringing them home. Right? It, it's probably all he talks about. You know, there was a thread. That was sticking out of Jack the Ripper's scarf, and I, I, I kept telling Ferguson, "We need a new scarf. We need a new scarf. We need a new scarf. He won't buy a new yeah. scarf." <laughs> he why, kept talking about that right through everything. They, why they need is new it clothes. they're murderers? Just be, I don't I don't get why he thinks they need to have perfect stitching on their clothes. A real person doesn't have perfect stitching on their clothes. I don't get it. I do. You have perfect stitching on every single shirt and pants you wear if i find one that doesn't it goes in the trash well okay so you're the one out of trillions of people look at me i dress proper son look chris pat clearly i and i love your hat by the way that's a that's a nice hat let's not mention what it is huh let's leave it to the listener's imagination my hello kitty cat the hat they'll never never see it (laughs) i'm just saying you have a great hat (laughs) the uh, he, he bitches and moans so much about the goddamn clothes, about the fixing this, Mr. Ferguson this, Mr. Ferguson this. He's like in love with these fucking dolls. He's got like, essentially, what I want to bring up earlier is these are like r- real dolls for him. And yeah. do, you th- do you think he fucked them? Do you, do you think he fucked them? Uh, if anybody, Jack the Ripper. He jacked the Ripper? He 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 jacked on onto the the ripper. <laughs> I don't think he fucked him because I don't think he'd do that. But I think he definitely pulled out his dick in front of him. I think he might have blew Jack the Ripper. I don't think that Jack the Ripper has a dick. I don't think he would have touched them in that way. I think he satisfied himself in front of them, thinking they were watching and wanting it. I think he's I that like fucked that. up. I like that because that follows the way he acts. 
He is totally out of his freaking mind, dude. I love it. I don't know. And the wife's just like the whole time, just like, can we get these fucking things out of here? And she's going in like a long list of reasons why they can't keep them. Like, I can't, we can't make enough money to keep these things here. You won't sell them. Mr. Ferguson's clearly not coming back to get them. Uh, I can't do goddamn laundry down here. I have no room. When I come down here, it scares the shit out of me because there's five serial killers staring at me. Do you maybe yeah. understand why a woman would want to come down here at midnight and see these guys with knives and shit? Any idea? And I, and I, I just want to say the whole, the whole, you know, do laundry thing. It's called a duct work. Like you duct the the dryer out the house. So where's the humidity come from? Nineteen sixty three technology could be a twenty five year old dryer. True, I guess. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know what they got going on down there. I'll trust them. She didn't really put up a fight, uh, but excuse me. It's it's like uh, imagine living with these fucking things, and, and like if you dated a woman who's like super into those dolls, those like creepy ass like Annabelle dolls, and she just wouldn't let you do anything in your house, and you couldn't move. Like literally, they took up so much room you couldn't put up anything of your own or live a life, and she just <laughs> would not get rid of them. I don't think I'd have the patience of this woman. He's lucky he's got her. He's lucky he has her, and then when she gets killed by Jack the Ripper, he's like, he doesn't seem upset. He just goes, oh, Emma. Anyway, I guess I'll bury you. <laughs> Digs a fucking uh, hole in the basement and buries the bitch. I got that, actually. <laughs> like, immediately. It, it, it was good enough for me to record, because I was like, this guy's insane. Yeah, he didn't. He, I hate to put you here, Emma, but what can I do? What can I do? I know I should report it to the police, and I want to, but... but who would believe me if I told them that you were killed by Jack the Ripper? They just arrest me. You can see that, can't you? <laughs> no. Besides... You're dead. If I went to prison, as I probably would, who would take care of the figures? She's yeah. dead. He's digging a six-foot grave in the basement, and he's thinking, you know, if I go to jail for this, who's going to take care of my boys? <laughs> he's not thinking, oh, the freedom I lose, I, I, it's well, pariah, I'd never see light again. He's thinking, these five wax figures who don't give a shit, who's going to watch them? Yeah, the dude has totally lost it. I love it because he doesn't even seem compassionate about his dead wife. He doesn't sit there and go, oh, no, guys, why did you? He's just like, oh, Emma. Cut to him burying her in the fucking basement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. And, and then some guy just walks in there. Yeah, and it was so obvious that he dug a grave in the basement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a six-foot six long, three-foot wide just new big patch of concrete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, shh, shh, shh. Oh, who are you? Oh, I'm the meter guy. Oh, hey. Don't go upstairs. Yeah. That, nothing came of that. That was yeah. a totally waste of, that was filler right there. Yeah, they should have done something more with that. Like I said, not a flawless episode, but I like overall, I like it a lot. Uh, 
nothing happened with that. It was just a random surprise guy. It should have been the brother just popping by, something like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Some character that fucking mattered later on. Instead, it's a guy who's like, I'm going to bring people by to see these wax figures. I'll bring my wife over. And he's like, fuck out of here. No. I'm like, why? <laughs> I think it was just, if anything, it was just to show that he doesn't even want people to see them anymore. It's just for him. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, it, especially when Ferguson comes and tells him, hey, I found a buyer. I mean, and really, the only empathy he ever felt was when, you know, the the axe murderer got, you no, know, who was it? Oh, the strangler guy uh, got Ferguson. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I have it right here. Um, found the buyer. Uh, Hold on, where are you? Where are you? At? Oh, you're jumping ahead. Okay. No, I mean, you know, Ferguson comes by. Well, I, I don't have anything First, with the brother. I was gonna, yeah, we need to talk about it real quick, though. Because that fucking brother. I like the actor. He, I, I he, think he played a good, uh, you know, I mean, he played exactly what a brother should play. Yeah. The the brother comes over. He's like, where's my sister? And he's like, oh, she's gone visiting my sister. You see, you might as well have done that. My sister, she she flew on a airplane to get to that place my sister lives at that town he's such a bad liar he asked <laughs> yeah. her where does your sister live and he goes just get out <laughs> 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 i mean atlanta yeah can't even think of a city he's like uh, Mur- murdersville fuck <laughs> dead in the basementville god damn it <laughs> oh man under Patrick the, Conquer Conquer in the berg. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fucked up Oh, anyway, get out. But he, the brother goes, <laughs> the brother goes, hey, I talked to Emma. I want to talk to you about something. Where is she? And he's like, oh, she's gone, blah, blah, blah. He goes, all right, we'll talk about, we'll talk without her. Because oh, when she, when I talked to her, she's pretty upset. And he's like, yeah, I know. We talked about it. And he's like, oh, you did? Great. What happened? He goes, we agreed that we would move the, you know, get rid of the, the figures. And he goes, okay, cool, cool. Wait, why do I hear the AC on? Are the figures still here, you liar? And I'm like, they talked yesterday, motherfucker. How quick do you think you get these figures out of here? Honestly, yeah. Like, I mean, he, he accused him of being a liar before he even goes, oh, you haven't done it yet. Like, that, that's the normal reaction. Well, if, if he would have said, we're going to get rid of them, then the AC would have made sense. Yeah. Or, or he, hey, I didn't get rid of them yet. Back the fuck off. What are you doing? The guy was a, a, a psychotic lunatic, and he couldn't lie worth a shit. No. He was in a psychotic haze. He's, it was like he's stoned. Uh, get out. The <laughs> o- yeah, the only thing on his mind was this guy needs to leave so I can go spend some more time with, with my boys. That's it. Yeah, that's it. M- my friends, my friends. <laughs> I want to go stare at my friends. Just the- weird, man. Brother freaks out, leaves because the 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 basement door is locked, and the brother's like, "Why is the door locked? Why'd you lock it? I saw you come up here, then you locked it behind you. Why the fuck did you do that? That's your own house. Why dare you?" And he's like, "Get get the fucker, get to my house, get out." And he's like, "Okay," <laughs> and yeah. leaves. He's just like, "It it's a habit. I lock doors behind me." And I'm like, "Well, there is OCD tendencies like that, but they're rare." Or or you go, "Oh, it doesn't matter why I locked the door. I locked the door in my house." And that should be your hint. That door is locked again. It does it all the time. I, I get locked out of my basement constantly. I, I murdered I, your sister and buried her. She's in the basement. The door is locked. Bye bye. 
Yeah. <laughs> Call the cops. You better have a warrant. <laughs> yeah. Calls them I, back. Uh, Atlanta? Uh, I, I was joking about... Can you stop by for a minute? Don't call the cops or anything. Just go ahead and stop by. Oh, man. <laughs> I shouldn't have told you some things, but I was joking. Come on, feel free to stop by in the middle of the night. Tell your friends and everybody that you're leaving town. That'd be great. <laughs> Do a brother a favor. <laughs> Bye. And then he just jimmies the freaking... So he goes outside, he pulls out his, his pocket knife, because everybody carried a pocket knife back then. Well, yeah. I, I, mean, I still do, but, you know, I... I Whatever. My point being is, um, he he got into that window pretty damn easily. <laughs> yeah, the brother goes down there, and immediately gets killed by a by a light, and he screams and ah! he might as well he's like a fainting, and the camera zooms in on him, yeah. uh, and then uh, he's dead. And then Martin goes downstairs, and they make it they make a point of showing him unlock the door and then go down. He shuts off the light, goes downstairs. And then he's like, oh, whatever the brother's name is. Oh, no. And I was like, did they show that so you think it is the figures or or so that he doesn't think he did? I don't know what they're trying to go for. I don't know what they're trying to go for at the end. I assume they're saying that the figures really killed him. I don't think that's as interesting as him killing them to protect it, to protect well, the figures, you know? He couldn't have killed the brother because he was upstairs. Yeah, but was upstairs. Oh, yeah, in his mind. Yeah, exactly. I think that's why they showed it. Some people were like, oh, he's upstairs. But he could have been downstairs, you know. True. This, this could but, have been way later. It could have been three but, days later that we've seen. Yeah, and, and you can think that right up until the end. <laughs> you know? Nope. Oh, oh, oh okay, so you're still <laughs> hanging on to the end. That, that, that all was in his, in his head? Yeah, it could be. I'm not saying one way or the other. I don't know. I don't care. I just I think it's more interesting if he was killing them, think you know, as acting as the wax figures. So what did he do? Kill himself at the end? Just scare the shit out of himself. We put his end to his own insanity. Ooh, I, I like it. Heart attack by yeah, self induced psychosis. Yeah, like that like one it. episode. Uh, was it the grave where he stabs the? Oh sure, sure, and he. Got so scared he died. Yeah, I like yep. that. Yeah, something like that. It's just he freaked himself out and he knew he was just going to keep killing and didn't want to kill anymore. I'm John Van Cleef. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the brother's dead. And then this is when Mr. Ferguson comes back over. Is that the clip you're playing? Yeah, I got that right here. It's um. You have a remarkable wife, Martin. There aren't many women who would put up with an exhibit like this in their basement. She Talk to the back of the theater. Have you been sleeping down here? Yes. Oh! Mr. Ferguson. I came across this little item in this book that I was reading just before I fell asleep. Martin. Mr. Ferguson, do you remember how excited we used to get when we found out some new things about the figures? Martin, are you all right? Yes. <laughs> no. No, Mr. Ferguson. It isn't so. I'm not all right. No? No. Some strange things have been happening. Strange things? Yes. They haven't exactly been behaving themselves. Who? 
swear it. You've no idea what they've been up to. Hey. Martin, you've been so you've been so close to these figures for the past three months. You're beginning to imagine things about them. No, no, it's not imagination. Not at all. Well, that's neither here nor there. The point is, you won't have to take care of them any longer. Mr. Ferguson, I want to take care of them. I know you do. And as I said, I appreciate what you've done, but it's all settled. Yep. Yeah, so and once Mr. Ferguson says he's going to take him away, uh, maybe, uh, maybe Martin kills him. Yeah, I, when does he have the time to jump into the whole get up with the string thing? Huh? I mean, for example, I mean, I got I pretty pretty much. It's like way after that. I, I kind of cut it because it's kind of long. Phoenix, you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I didn't. Th- I didn't look into it that deeply. Yeah, Good I. Compl- I actually forgot that happened there at the end. I thought that beside that, and they they kind of you know st- hit it home with that. Yeah, like they pretty much knocked you over the head with it. Like um, it was all. It was you, dummy. We're wax. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I don't think the dummies had anything to do with it. It really no, don't. It, 
it was all him. Yeah, and that's uh, those are the episodes I like where it's could be you know supernatural, but probably not. Like that's what yeah, everything was in his head and it was like again, like Alfred Hitchcock uh you know, uh he, he was his mother kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is beyond Alfred Hitchcock. This is the most Edgar Allan Poe thing I've ever seen that wasn't written by Edgar Allan Poe. The Godfather of Goth. Yeah. It's he literally buries her in the basement. Like Telltale Heart. Buries her. <laughs> oh, that was a great, great story. I love that story. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. uh I love the fact that he what makes him freak out at the end is that one of the wax figures killed his boss. Um, ignoring the fact that he is cool with it killing his wife, he's cool with it killing his brother-in-law, but his boss is a step too far. <laughs> Martin doesn't take that line down. No, no. no <laughs> Not Mr. Ferguson. Bob. Oh, God. Mr. Ferguson, speak to the back of the theater. He, he's like a theater actor when he goes out and screams every line. Yes, Martin, I know you love them. Like, uh, I'm right here, dude. <laughs> it, this reminds me of um remember i was telling you about the salmonella thing that i was thinking about yeah you told me something about it yeah and um it was uh it, it, it's it's it is a true story actually it's what made me think of it about the wax figure thing and all yeah right um if you just indulge me here for a second um should I read my Twitter Zone episode title for episode description for this while you're doing that? Perfect, perfect timing. Go for All right. it. All right, so feel free to look that up while I'm doing it. Yep. Okay, so 2019 Twitter Zone spin on the new exhibit. Uh, white men are all powerful and keep minorities in zoos. This is basically how things are now, but we cut to reveal that Earth itself is an exhibit in an alien zoo. The aliens are even whiter and maler. And that's your Twitter Zone. Description. <laughs> mailer? They're they're mailer. Well, they have two cocks? <laughs> they have so many cocks. <laughs> Just overdosing in cock. That's great. This is my favorite porn title. Nice. Overdosing in cock. <laughs> I'm gonna look that up later. Yeah, have fun. Enjoy. Thank you. Your crotch is going to be chafed. That's all I'm going to say. My my hand's going to be stiff. Seriously, how am I still going? There's so <laughs> much to jerk off to in this. I'm going to take a Viagra before that one. <laughs> I don't recommend that. That's that's you're going to die. You're really going to empty a tube of toothpaste after. <laughs> I got a hundred milligram Johns too. <laughs> uh, are you playing that or no? Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, is that was that the only one you had? Yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, doing oh. the one. Yep. I'm. I'm. I'm Thanks ready. to Dashlane for sponsoring this video. Oh yeah. Thanks, Dashlane. An investigator. Everybody's got some interest in dead bodies. Yes, from Weekend at Bernie's to Weekend at Bernie's Two to Weekend at Bernie's Three revelations. Stories about wayward corpses have certainly carved their niche in today's media. So I thought I'd spin a few yarns about some real life people who were kept out far past their expiration date. Our first tale follows one Elmer McCurdy. He was an outlaw during the twilight days of the Wild West. Thanks to his former 
life as a miner, McCurdy acted as the demolitions expert to his little posse, using nitroglycerin basically any time he had the faintest excuse to do so. Except, he was kind of a moron, so it didn't usually go quite as planned. Gotta say, after peanut butter and chocolate, my favorite combination of two things is probably gross incompetence and high explosives. Example, in March of 1911, McCurdy's band of rabble-rousers found out that $4,000 were in a safe in an approaching train. They managed to stop the entire locomotive, I don't even know how you do that, break in, hold everyone on board hostage, and locate the safe. McCurdy steps up to play, right? Gotta blast the thing open, except I guess the excitement kinda got to him, cause he ended up using like way too much nitroglycerin, like inordinate amounts. Ended up completely destroying the safe and its contents, and what few silver coins they made out with were literally melted to the frame of the safe and had to be peeled off. Anyway, he died in a shootout with police later that year, and the undertaker at the funeral home he was sent to couldn't find any next of kin on account of McCurdy being a rambling low-life varmint, so he just embalmed the hell out of him and said, Hey boys and girls, wanna see a dead criminal? Only one shiny nickel. And since Live Leak wasn't around at the time, there weren't many places a kid could go to stare at a corpse for a while if he or she so desired, so it actually became a pretty popular attraction. Visitors would pay their dues by physically slipping the coin into the man's mouth, and the creepy-ass undertaker would come fish him out later, probably with bare hands all slowly and sensual-like. A few years passed when a couple of guys showed up claiming to be McCurdy's brothers with a note from the local sheriff to back it up. They told the undertaker they had permission to go bury McCurdy, so he reluctantly relinquished the body to the men. Except, these guys weren't his brothers. They were just a couple of crusty freaking carnies. They shipped the body off to Kansas to become an attraction in the traveling show. From here, McCurdy traded hands a few more times. At one point, he was exploited for this one guy's film about narcotics. It was like, yeah, this pill-popping degenerate got shot while trying to rob a pharmacy for more dope the other day. The body was super old by then, so people were like, wait, why is he all desiccated and flaky and gross? He just goes, yep, that's what happens when you do drugs, kids. Your fucking skin falls off. Stay above the influence. <laughs> At some point in his journey, he ended up getting coated in wax and paint to look a little less rotty, before ending up in a warehouse in 1949. Here's the thing, he was in there alongside some actual wax figures, and after spending 19 years in storage, nobody knew he was a real corpse anymore, so he ended up getting sold in 1968 as a mannequin to one Spoonie Singh, owner of the Hollywood Wax Museum. He tried to lend the guy out a couple times during his stay, but people found him too gross or unrealistic looking for whatever purposes they had in mind. So he ended up getting sold again and used as a prop of a hanged man at the Pike Amusement Zone in their funhouse ride, with zero knowledge that he was an actual dead criminal. It wasn't until 1976, 65 years after his death, that an episode of The Six Million Dollar Man was being filmed at the complex, and a stagehand tried to move the prop around, only to have its arm break off in his hand. He was like, ugh, lousy stiff. Wait a minute, that's curious. This mannequin's got human flesh and bones inside of it. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. 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 The autopsy confirmed what everyone present at the time suspected. By this point, the body was so dried out and stale that it only weighed 50 pounds. Which makes me think, we should start a radical new fad diet where we just get people to mummify parts of their body. Like, Jenny, guess what? I just lost 30 pounds in 5 days. Wow, holy heck, how'd you do that? They call it the Egyptian cleanse. Anyway, with that, McCurdy was finally laid to rest back in his homeland of Oklahoma, and that film crew's lives were never the same again. Flashback to late 18th century baloney. There lived a physician by the name of Louis. Okay, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. <laughs> you played that one the, for me before. What's that? You played that one for me before. Right on. Yeah, I mean, like they 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 turned a corpse into a wax figure, <laughs> and the guy. <laughs> 
Can you believe, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Fucking seventy five years later, he finally they finally figure out. Oops, this guy's not really a wax figure. He's really a dead guy. <laughs> I love the fact that they thought it looked unreal. I know it's too unreal looking. <laughs> uh. Uh, I love that. Sa- Sam O'Nilla on YouTube. Copyright and all that. Fair use. Fair use. <laughs> I don't think he's going to care. Uh, no, I don't think so either. <coughs> Anyways. Is there anything... Did you read the uh, Zickery's part of this yet? Of this episode? Is there anything worthwhile? I, I, I skimmed through it. Z- Zickery doesn't really... Either the, 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 the two and a half pages... At towards the end is all him or there's a story that goes along with this and he just incorporated the story into it and that was it and i'm not going to read it okay so, zikri really had nothing much to say about it interesting Weird. maybe may, maybe in his his reboot book maybe i don't know yeah it's it's a it's got an 8.2 which, which i can't believe i gave it a nine I, I get, like, you know, after, you know, the revelations of everything was in his head and everything, I liked that. But it was still an hour long, even though it did fly by for an hour. But I'll give it a, I'll give it a six and a half. Okay. I, I really like this episode. This is one of the better, especially for season four. I won't, I will say every episode needs to be half an hour. I'm on board with that. But as far as I can only judge it for what it is, uh, as far as the hour-long ones go, it's definitely up there. It's going to be, uh, you know, spoiler for the top five, bottom five. It's going to be up there in my top five. Yeah, spoiler. It'll be my number one. Like it'll be my fifth, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, but, I like it. But we'll see when I when I pull the list out of my ass at the time that we do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't wait to be done with season four. We've been doing it for like over a year at this point. <laughs> I know. It just won't die. It's only 18 episodes and we're on episode, what was this? 13. We're almost there. We're almost there. It's 13. I'm looking right at it. You know, 14, 15, 16. 17. Oh, so five more. Yeah. Thank goodness. Right. It, it feels like we've been doing this forever. That dude, you know, like and the and and like the last four or five months, it's been so difficult to like daylight savings time. I can't wait till the clocks turn back again, dude. So I'm only two hours away from you, and not three, because it's difficult when it's three. I swear to God. Yeah, that small little window where we're only two hours apart. Yeah, uh, well, three hours apart makes it so much more difficult. I swear to God. But um, that's the end of this episode. Uh, the new exhibit, oh, yeah. I like it. Intro, What's next uh, week? Outro, or, right? outro. Yeah, outro, outro, and then next week. All right, yeah, and, and and like I said, I I I like it more now after talking with you about it and knowing more about it that what I was seeing, I, I really can't take a face value. So I I like that even more. So that's cool. I do like that part. So right on. Who only recently became one of the most famous of all, Martin Lombard Senescu, the remarkable and certainly most versatile murderer. Who knows what thoughts went through his mind 
as he dug the grave for his wife, Emma, whom he killed with a knife, his wife's brother, David, whose skull was split with an axe, or his friend and employer for 30 years, Ernest Ferguson. The new exhibit became very popular at Marchand's. But of all the figures, none was ever regarded with more dread than that of Martin Lombard Senescu. It was something about the eyes, people said. Eyebrows. It's the look that one often gets after taking a quick walk through the twilight zone. She's like, something about the eyebrows where you could just live in there. It's like a warm blanket. <laughs> Watch out for brush fires. They're that big. <laughs> the bushiest hey. fucking eyebrows. There's a giant caldera in the left side of his eyebrow. Yeah. It's funny you bring up Hitchcock because he was in Psycho. Was he? Yeah. He was the cop in Psycho. When he gets killed on the stairs, and he's like, oh. Oh, shit, he was. I've I've seen Psycho a hundred times. I love it. Yeah, Martin Bolson. I like the actor a lot. You know that movie was voted the most overrated horror movie of all time? By who? BuzzFeed? I forget who, but I couldn't believe I even heard that. I'm like, what? By what some fucking f- hacks. Yeah, it's probably some YouTube douche. It's a really good movie. I love it. Yeah, it's great. You know, yeah. another good one that is, I also agree it's overrated, but I also think it's one of the best horror movies is The Exorcist. It's it's good. Fuck me, really fuck, me fuck me, fuck me, <laughs> yeah. fuck me, fuck me. That's yeah. all the stuff I don't like in the movie that much. When she walks down the stairs backwards like a crab, that was nuts. That's not even in the original. That's like in the, the re-release. Well, it, it was in the original. They just didn't include it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, well I mean, they still, you know, get... Okay, moving on. I still <laughs> liked it. I, I mean, dude, she was fucked up after that movie. Like, she spent a few months in the hospital after that movie. Because she really contorted the fuck out of herself. Like when they she, show, uh, there's like behind the scenes footage and she's on the bed, you know, she flaps up and down and she's like, I told him it's too aggressive. So what William freaking did was churn it up so that by the time she's falling back, it's slapping her forward again. I was like, good God. Yeah. Like <laughs> little like, girl. <laughs> yeah. Like they literally, they, dude, they screwed her up for life. Like she had like 20 surgeries by, when, by the time she was 30. I can't, they, they broke, they completely broke forever. Her ability to act. Yeah. she's fucking terrible. She's fucking terrible actress. Well, I don't even know her name. Oh, really? <laughs> What's Linda, her name? Linda Blair. Well, what else was she in? Exactly. She's in. She's a terrible actress. She's in a, a movie we did in uh, Be Me Battle back when it was a shitty movie showdown called Witchery. And it's like the same fucking movie. <laughs> what, they uh, made her do the same thing? Well, she's like uh, possessed by something and she's pregnant the whole movie and it's so stupid. Mm. It's got David Hasselhoff in it. Ooh. So I, I guess the movie was, was, was really big in Germany then. It could have been. I have no doubts. Yeah, it was in the 80s, so probably. Well, there is two truths in this world. You're going to die and the Germans love David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> What's next week, Frank? Don Twilight Zone, a trip back into time. With Albert Salmi, John Anderson, and guest star Julie Newmar. 
But this trip is an offbeat, very adventuresome, and totally unexpected itinerary. It's called, Of Late I Think of Cliffordville. You said... Yeah, um... A Rod written fourth season. Imagine that. I watched the episode today. I watched uh, the preview for it, and I went, uh, you know, because I cut it off there, because yeah, you know, because yeah, but uh, yeah, what a jerk off that guy is. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a typical businessman. Money makes you evil thing. This is one I always bring up was terrible, terrible makeup, and. Uh, the devil, literally the devil, the devil is a woman. It's, it's Julie Newmar, and good God, good God, sexy. Ah, uh, yeah, she's something. She's she, 1960s hot, dude. She could be in the running for the sexiest bitch in Twilight Zone history. I think she's the most attractive. Uh, we'll have to, to discuss this next week. We should have a whole episode, a really creepy episode of our top and bottom five. For women, oh, we will. We <laughs> when will. We're done with the series. Just do. Just. Oh man, it's gonna be real creepy. I already know what my bottom number one is. Hmm. You gotta know who it is. Hmm. Bottom. Fo- oh man. My number one ugliest bitch. I couldn't stand in this fucking entire show. This entire run. Oh, 156 episodes. Who would that be? Number one? Yeah, who are you talking about? We can't do this now. No, I'm going to keep it to myself. Okay. If you if you guess it, I'll say yes, but I'm not going to give it away. Okay, fair enough. Number one and number two are really close together, but uh, number one takes it because she was the main act. She was the main of the episode, and the other one wasn't. Okay, are we talking about like sixteen millimeter shrine shit? No, she she okay. does not. She does not make top or bottom. Okay, I was gonna say, don't judge the episode. Judge, judge as a good man. Judge just her physical traits. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Okay, as a chauvinistic yeah. pig. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll do top five and bottom five actors. How about that? Actors like men. Well, either way, men and women. Well, because women are actresses. We'll right. do both. Okay, cool. It, well, the actor's going to be a little weird. <laughs> no, no. I already know what my number one is. John Pankley. <laughs> oh. So, let's be done. Yes. We're right, right in an hour. Uh, quickly do your plug. Hey, just head over to reddragonsradio.com, everybody. Perfect. Do that. Do that thing. I will say LAWstudios.com and Patreon.com slash Loitering in Wonderland Studios. Thank you to Indie Sports Car Podcast, ISCP Podcast on Twitter, and Raiders of the Lost Flicks. Go follow them. Right on. And thank, th- thank you, guys. Indeed. Uh, we'll be back for of late, I think, of Cliffordville, which is way too fucking long. But anyway, until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. I am Frank Links. So long, citizens. So long, Frank. See you, Phoenix. Bye. Of late, I think of Phoenix West.